top shelf fantasy. All right, Shelfies, podcast number 205 coming at you. It's the NFC South preview. Got the AFC done the last couple of weeks, so we'll bring you the start of the, the NFC. We'll get these out to you quick. I know we want to do a lot of more fun stuff like sleepers, breakouts, final rankings, draft kit, what have you. So um, we'll do the South today, which is the Buccaneers, uh, the Saints, the Falcons, and the good old Panthers. So, just to start off, it's uh, August 2nd, 2022. I guess that podcast 205. Follow us on .com. Uh Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at TopShelfFNTSY. And since we've got a lot of news, because the training camps, you know, it's here. And there's some suspensions, some signing. So, we'll get right into it. Deshaun Watson, six-game suspension. We've been waiting for this for, I don't know, months now? Oh, my years i mean years. I mean, really, he didn't play last year <laughs> yeah i don't even know i mean I, I don't know if that was taken into account when they were talking about a six game suspension but um i can argue what i feel about what the suspension should be but i'm i'm sure you've heard enough uh on all the uh, uh big platforms nfl network all that so we won't get into it but fantasy football wise we did talk about it i think it was last week or two weeks ago we we played the game what will happen if we uh don't have deshaun watson for the season um at least you know half the season is or you know a third is is what we're looking at so go back listen to what we talked about on the cleveland browns uh, because it is important to know what you're going to get out of all the other fantasy options. Um, and that was podcast two or three, I believe. That is correct. Yes. That, that was, was not uh, North. Right. 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 AFC North. So um, if you want more in depth on that, um, but, you know, instant reaction, I mean, it's, it's obviously not good news, you know, for fantasy uh, because it's a gold mine if he plays. Yeah, I mean, I I think as a if you own Deshaun Watson in dynasty leagues, you have a sigh of relief because it could have been a full season, and we oh, all yeah. know it could have been. It could have been ten games, six games. Sure, it sucks on him for six games, but you got off clean because that was the least he was probably going to get. Yeah, and we still don't know about the appeal. Um, the NFL, I think, right. I think they have one more day to appeal if they want to. Uh, and if I'm guessing, I'm guessing they do appeal. Um, and I don't know what that means. If it's, if it's going to drag out the suspension past the first week of the year, uh, we will find that out. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this podcast, it's already come out, but um, you know, that information will all get shared by the Schefters of the world. But, uh, and if they do, I would, I personally, as a fantasy manager would rather just be, I know it's six games. It's going to start at the beginning of the year. Let me get Deshaun back for the playoffs or mm -hmm. have Amari Chubb, whatever, uh, be full go full tilt with the team. But um, that's what you want to, you know, stay away from. And if, and if it does happen, I mean, good luck trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And they play uh Baker week one. So Baker could come in playing the backup of Deshaun Watson and win. Like, that's well, I hope huge. He does. Yeah, I absolutely. Same. Hope he does. I've, and the Pats, yeah, with the Browns have done so. And the Pats get them without Deshaun Watson. I love it. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. so nice. Yes, good, good for us. Uh, we don't have to deal with Deshaun Watson. 
I know. We'll find a way to fuck it up. But um, <laughs> Sky Moore leaves practice early. Uh, we've seen some hype videos of him the last week or two, but he leaves practice early. Um, we'll get into some other players that have looked good during practice, which is is, is a huge bump for them with Sky Moore leaving. It's it's a it's a hip injury. I haven't seen it. What's the severity of it? But yeah, I mean, it could. It doesn't be, seem bad. Well, I mean, it's nothing's come out from it, right? Like, so some teams are really quiet. Some teams are really loud. Um, I mean, we found out very quickly about Tim Patrick's ACL injury. Now, granted, most of the ACL injuries they do let people know right away, but especially um, non-contact. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of you know, you can kind of see it coming, but some like the Detroit lions where there was a player today uh, and, and then sky Moore. Uh, so sky Moore leaves with a hip injury could be a hip pointer, which is nothing be back in a couple of days or heaven forbid. It's what happened to James white last year uh, where he just like complete, I don't know, broke his hip. Basically. I mean, we saw Amari Cooper try to play on a hurt hip all year and it just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And but. Tua had a hip issue too when he was in college. Mm-hmm. So um hope hope for the best. Uh, because he is gonna be a, a good player and that he did start to look pretty good in camp. Granted, without pads, and now it was like day one with pads. I think he left camp, but you know, we'll see. I happens. don't mean to laugh at that, but uh other news, Najee Harris has practiced stepped on. Yeah. That was it. I don't I, I'm yeah. not t- I'm not taking it too. I mean, yeah, that no, wasn't even a huge uh, breaking news thing or no. anything like that. It was more just on Twitter, fantasy pros. So yeah, don't worry was... too much about that. No, no, he'll be he'll be back. In uh, more severity news, um, Tim Patrick tears his ACL out for the season. First one, first one down, and that and that sucks. I mean, he just got paid. They just got Russell Wilson. I mean, everything was looking up for Tim Patrick in fantasy, and it just. It just hurts. Yeah. Um, I'm a Patrick fan. I just like w- what he's done the last two years because he's always been the third, fourth option, but always comes out being the first because yeah, he stays healthy. He always steps up. If, yep. You know, a couple of years ago when Sutton had his ACL tear and nothing much else was going on, I think KJ Hamler was the only other wide receiver there and Tim Patrick well, stepped up. Well, it was Judy and Hamler their rookie year. Hamler was hurt throughout the year. Judy was hurt throughout the year. And then, then comes Tim Patrick, and then even last year with Judy Hurt again. Yeah, but, yeah, he's out. Good news for KJ Hamler; he's activated off NACL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he he this started is the practice third year in a row where a Broncos receiver has torn their ACL. I know. I Sutton three years ago. That I mean, you can't make that up. I know. I saw that uh, too, and it's that's just unfortunate. Yeah, but. Um... You know where we're at. We're at now. Um, a lot of people haven't had their fantasy drafts. Usually, the people that um, have already done so are in dynasty. So you know, it's it's decent news for your people waiting. Uh, but as a dynasty owner, that that kind of... yep, excellently when I'm mute. Nice job, Mike. Yeah, I think he's just stopped talking. But uh, we'll move on. Irv Smith, thumb injury, thumb surgery. Um, Coach Clinton said he should be good for week one. Yeah, that always makes me nervous. This is the one that I go, well, it, I don't remember what his injury was last year. I can't remember if it was an ACL, but it was a season-long injury. And it happened 
in the off season. So he was out. It happened in the off season. Yeah. And then you hear, oh, well, they're moving him around all over the place. This is going to be great, great season for Irv Smith after he was already supposed to have a breakout season last year. And when I hear should be ready on a thumb injury, that's not cool. Like Damian Harris had a thumb injury leading into uh, the season, not last year, but the year before. Mm-hmm. And it he struggled to to hold the ball. You know, he he did have some fumbles and he they weren't using him in the passing game. Well, it's because so, you had you pretty much had to wear a thumb cast. Yeah, you have to wear a play. thumb cast. <laughs> like good luck gripping the ball. So he's not gonna have much time recovery for thumb surgery. I have broken my thumb before. I'm not saying that I'm an expert on it, but it still hurts today and I broke it 10 years ago. Like it's 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 not something that you can just turn around. So I don't know what's gonna happen with him. Um, but hopefully you know, I'm staying away. I, I can't, I can't expect. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, even if he's good for week one, I mean, we saw the injury last year. He was banged up ever since he was a rookie. He couldn't beat out Kyle Rudolph for much opportunity till the last, the very last week of fantasy playoffs. Like, is like, I, it, it kind of reminds me of what we were waiting for OJ power to be and then the consistent injuries and never wells well, never here's was a, here's an even better comparison eric ebron because that's the same style of yes, tight end yeah. that he is and it took forever for him to hey, he didn't he never even got good well he had that he one had year to go with, to the steelers he had that one year with luck that he had like 12 oh yes when ty hilton and paris campbell also got yeah, hurt but he had so like four he, he like 400 yards but but like he, he was would the go only for like two, for, two for 12 with two touchdowns he was the only guy there mm-hmm. and there was there was games that he was just huffing i remember actually i think it was against the patriots he was huffing and puffing um just to to catch 11 balls um so yeah i mean that's that's the issue with irv smith is like where he's never going to get his foot off the ground the right way mm-hmm. um so you know, moving on to uh, Van Jefferson. So he had gone under, under, undergone knee surgery, um, something minor. Uh, week, week one status is in the air. I mean, you hear about some of these cleanup knee surgeries in the beginning of the year, and it's, it's always a little nerve wracking, but, you know, maybe he misses week one, maybe he misses week two, maybe he's on the pop, which is now four weeks this year. But, um, and I think they, they can afford it. Um, with bringing him, of course, Allen Robinson in, and well, Tutu Atwell, I heard, has also bulked up this year uh, yeah, was, and yep. has started to uh, become a little bit more of a weapon. So, as far as the Rams go, I don't think it matters. Um, but as far as fantasy goes, a lot of people have their eye on Van Jefferson as a sleeper. So. Mm-hmm. It's 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 going to be tough. He, I think he falls probably three or four rounds. I don't think I touch a guy that I'm not going to play the first three weeks, um, and then just let someone else have him. If he if he blows up, he blows up. And and other news too. Odell Beckham is still on the Rams' radar. That that news uh, got brought up today too. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. I still don't see him being signed till later in the season, but for sure. But now now that now yeah exactly exactly. Um, Justin Jackson signs with the Lions. Not ideal landing spot for him. He'll be behind, of course, Dender Swift, Jamal Williams. But I mean, he you know what's was... interesting is 
they also brought up a, a, a or Dan Campbell said that DeAndre Swift is on a snap count in preseason. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that means they're just going to limit. I mean, and the, the headline said limiting touches, but I, who knows if this is to limit Swift throughout the year. Do I think it's a huge factor? No, no, but you know, it, it it's, it's a nice little piece. And if anything happens, happens. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen him the last couple of years with the Chargers when Echo's banged up, he can go right in and have a fantastic game. So good, a uh, good depth piece for the lions and Campbell, um, Brian Edwards to have an MRI on the right arm. Coach came out and said, it doesn't look that serious. So, I mean, we'll see. And I don't know when it's going to happen, but a couple of days, I assume. Yeah. And I like Brian Edwards for Atlanta. I think that it was a good spot for him to leave after Adams coming into uh, Vegas. So it, it, we'll see what happens. Uh, it, it, he could be like a dart throw um, in case anything starts to move in the right direction for Mariota. Yeah. And he was lining up opposite side of uh, London almost in every set to be like the wide receiver two there. So hopefully it's not too bad. If it is, damn, because this is a good opportunity for him. Exactly. But in big money news, Debo gets paid finally. Three years, 73 million bucks, like 57 guaranteed or something like that, or around the 50s. Yeah, 58, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great because we were worried he'd be moved, pulled out. They got it done. My favorite Um, thing was the uh, $2 million rushing bonuses. Was it only like one point five? It's yeah. Well, it, in the entire in the entire three years, nine. though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which at that point with the contract, it's like, what do we need ten more dollars? <laughs> I think. Well, I think they made it easy. I think yeah. they made it like he has to rush the same amount he did last year, kind of thing. Okay. Um, so I mean, two million dollars is still two million dollars. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's two. It's two, it's two hundred for them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, did we talk about? Last week, DK Metcalf. Uh, let me check. Okay. While you check on that, I'll, I'll just keep going. I'll say the Miami one for last. But Michael Carter has minor anchor minor ankle injury. Um, no word yet of how severe it is. At first glance, it doesn't seem too severe. They weren't really that worried about it. So probably just a couple of days off the field. Um, we did not talk about DK. And what and his contract was closed, right? It's almost identical. identical. I think so I think it was they're right around million. like 20, yeah. 23 to twenty four million a year is yeah. what I think they're both getting paid. So Debo and DK, the biggest ones that were still holding out after the NFL draft and free agency, they're paid. They're staying with their teams. Probably the best case scenario for both teams. It's crazy like that money. I like that four of the second rounders. Or yeah, I think they were all second rounders. All got massive money. Marquise Brown did get paid last year, but it wasn't like anything like this. And Nikhil Harry is fighting for a roster spot for the Chicago yeah, Bears, making like one point eight million, I think. And he and he's not and those doing good. The two first <laughs> he's not doing practice. good in practice. Again, and he drops another ball. I'm like, damn, I probably shouldn't draft him in fucking dynasty. Um, James Washington to miss six to ten weeks. So week three to to seven return with leg surgery. This is unfortunate. We've, we've 
we'll talk about Michael Gallup not ready for week one, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So Washington could just separate into the wide receiver two there, fighting over Tolbert. And, I mean, we've seen Washington play very well. I mean, the Steelers draft very well at wide receiver, but he was always the fourth piece, fourth receiver on the team ever since he's been there. But I mean, now he's, he's another one that is, is like kind of like Tim Patrick just always had bad luck Yeah, because he, and, he had, you're right. He had a, the ability to get a job and then um, the Steelers drafted all these crazy good wide receivers, leaves the Steelers could have been wide receiver two to start the year. Now he's out for, and by the time he gets back, Gallup's back. Gallup's so back. it's like he, he, now he's got to fight for, and then Tolbert could do so, something and then, he comes yeah, in week be, three or four, and then he's fourth on the death chart. And right. plus, they have a lot of young receivers um, looking very good in, in, in Yeah, they just off-season. signed the uh, USFL MVP. That's who it was. Um, what, what the hell's his name? Uh, I don't know. I just remember he's five foot nine and 153 pounds. So you're <laughs> so, saying he's done. So he's, Is that a he's, Vasher? He's, yes. Vasher. I think it's Vasher. TJ Vasher? I think so. Click then, click on him if, if you're looking at it because I don't remember because TJ Vasher might also be the tall one that they had but either way there there's a couple I, I think no, they that, had Albert that, Wilson that is a tall one there's Noah Brown also there's yeah TJ Vasher is the tall one and then um, I thought it started with the V like Victor or something like that but moving on uh, yeah. I don't think he's really going to be much Tony Pollard they talked about moving him in the slot too so that could be something that they do yep um. So big plus for him. Um, moving to Alvin Kamara, uh, we just found out that the court date was pushed back two months. So midway through the year, he's going to have his court date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they could they could push it back again, but I wouldn't even want that because realistically, I, playoffs. <laughs> I want that guy suspended at the beginning of the year. <laughs> like yep. If I have him, I do not want him suspended for fantasy playoffs. Well, he's probably looking to like, hey, Deshaun got 16. He's like, I can't get that. There's no way you can see him to Sean, man. Come on. Like, you fucking kidding me? I mean, here's the thing, right? The word nonviolent was put a lot in the letter that Sue L. Robinson wrote. Alvin Kamara broke a guy's face. That's as violent as you can get. So there's a good shot he does get suspended more than Watson. Yeah, it's true. Or at least the same. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't be sitting there thinking that it's okay. No. And then to finish off these this news bit before we get to the pups, Miami fine for tampering. It was a right. first round pick. Is it? Are they both next year? The first uh, and the third? No, the first rounder is this year, twenty twenty three, and oh. then the fourth rounder is twenty twenty four. Twenty three first is not the first you want to lose. Not at all. <laughs> There's so much talent in that draft class. It's not insane. Um, and then the the. The owner was fined $1.5 million and suspended until for six, six weeks six for weeks. mid-October. Yeah. Yeah. And then the VP was fined 500 k and I think also <laughs> suspended for six weeks. Jesus Christ. I mean, so much, so much tampering had to have gone on because they said this wasn't about the tanking. I thought it was at first, it, it, but they said it, it was, was all about ab- Tom Brady and, and, Sh- and Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. And, and I can believe forgot about the Sean Payton thing. Yeah, I was just always about the Tom Brady thing. Like, shit, they they try to do that too during the same time. That's, that's the riskiest thing because they had done it on separate occasions. They did it when he was Tom Brady was with the Patriots, and then they did it again last year oh, when right. Tom Brady retired or didn't retire yet. 
they yeah. were still talking. Well, they it. said he was still in a contract because he was during playoffs, right? It's so stupid. How can you be that dumb to talk to someone while they're in the middle of the playoffs? And then he doesn't go there. Peyton doesn't go there. And then they still find her tamp. Like, yeah. it's the biggest lose-lose thing of all time. And like, honestly, good for Flores to get out of there. Yeah. And, I mean, I and and if, if Tua doesn't show promise this year, there goes their chance to get their future qu- quarterback in the 23 class. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's... Because it's it, there's gonna be a lot of quarterbacks going in the first round, and they're gonna miss out on all those unless they trade up. I assume they can still trade up to get their pick, a first round pick. But I want to know tough. what others, other owners have to think about this because there's probably some tampering on some level every season with every player. But to be this egregiously caught, I wonder if owner it rubs a, a, a bad taste in other owners mouth and then like not trade with the dolphins be like screw you if you're going to do this because this we could get to in everyone. trouble too like in case right. yeah so you know i don't know it's it's interesting i think I, i've always thought miami's a terrible organization uh this is why i never really felt like they had a good shot this year to even come second in the division they have a great team but their owners suck they have sucked since dan marino really yep. i mean that's and um, I mean, you saw how bad Tannehill was, but I mean, we'll, we'll, I do like Mike McDaniel, but he's going to learn the hard way too, uh, like Flores learned that it's just barking up a tree the whole yep. time. All right, uh, Craig, you want to get in the uh, the pup p- players? Yeah, so no one was added to the pup of note that I think really matters. I mean, we're going to see those injuries we already talked about with IR or pup, but. Uh, Michael Thomas came off of the pup. CEH came off of the pup, which was like a day after our last podcast. CJ Uzama is now off the pup and Hollywood Brown is off the pup. Um, so those guys are not going to miss the beginning of the regular season uh, unless they get hurt again. Hopefully not. Um, and that's really the only news we really need to talk about that. I mean, finally, I mean, I think the biggest one is Michael Thomas might play again. Um, I, for a little bit, was thinking that they were just making up another injury so he would never have to play again before they trade him. But uh, he's going to play, so that's good news. Yep. And then uh, just to add to that, uh, Gus Edwards, who is on the pub still, uh, there's think come out and says he could miss a chunk of the season. Correct. Yes. I don't know what yes. that means, but chunk is usually not a good good word when it comes to missing time. Yeah, I like my uh, like my food in bits, not chunks. <laughs> it's supposed to be a chocolate chip joke, but I couldn't make it relate. No, it's fine. The lo- the listeners love it. And then some trend training camp rumors will fly through these. Daniel Jones struggles in the first day of camp. And Kenny Galladay ha- having lack of chemistry with Jones and right. and go ahead. No, no, you. It's, I just, I just, it. it's just, it's so funny to me. I had thought up in the middle of the night the other day too. Like, I want to play this game of here's the stats. What's the ADP? Kenny Galladay has to have the weirdest freaking career and weirdest fantasy football ADP. This guy has always, for whatever reason been high on some people's minds because he had one good preseason that he, and then blew up that year ever since he's been absolute shit and Daniel Jones is shit and this whole situation that they have themselves in right now with their number one wide receiver number one quarterback 
is hysterical to me because the rest of this team could be nasty if it wasn't for the fact that they have these two shitty little pieces. Yeah, I mean, on paper, I mean, and, and even Dolly could, could be fine with the right QB. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm my, my ship is this is what I done, was trying to get at. Done, my, done. my ship is sailed with Kenny Galladay. Like, one good it, season doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I need to look at DJ Shark. All right, the, are, we, are we, are we coming all over DJ Shark like we are Galladay? No. But the the thing with Gaudet, he was he was a late round pick, um for the yeah he was the fan favorite and, yeah. <laughs> but again, we treated out that Jimmy Garoppolo went there. It was false news. <laughs> no, but... no, 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 only a couple people saw it. We don't have to tell people. <laughs> no, but I think it makes total sense though. Like because <laughs> we talked about who's the one team that needs them. Like oh Seattle, but it's in division. Then when when we saw that fake news, I'm like that that really makes a lot of sense. Like that really not makes only, a lot of sense. Not only that, I was in the middle of making the coaching article and I had already written down what Brian Dayball is going to bring to the table and what Jimmy Garoppolo's coach uh, already has done. Like, I mean, just Mike McDaniel was the offensive coordinator last year. So I wrote both them down and I go, holy shit, it's going to be the exact same system. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to have to learn that much at all. Well, so, especially when it's like, Hey, you're throwing to Debus, D- Debo Samuel last year. You have Tony and Wendell Robinson. Like, boom, yeah. you're golden there. Like, you have two of those guys. Um, and then, Arguably and, a better running back. And, I mean, I still don't like all of it. Yeah, better, yeah. De- definitely a better running back if he stays healthy. But in better news for the Giants, Wendell Robinson has looked heavily involved. He looked good lining up all mm-hmm. over the field. Again, hype news. But yes, I, as I, but, as an owner of like a late round dynasty rookie draft pick, it's solid. There's there's a little bit to it too. Where so Daniel Jones has struggled, couldn't get it to the big dude Galladay, but Wandale Robinson is heavily involved because he's doing short yard stuff. I mean, you could take all three of those and just be. It's just because Daniel Jones sucks. Can't that's why we have like those, ten yards. Yeah. That's why we have these stories. That's exactly what it is. Uh, and then Isaiah McKenzie looking like a favorite for the slot. And this is, we talk about camp hype. This has been every single day, every, every day. single day. So, and, and Jameson Crowder is still, I mean, yeah, he practiced, but I think he's about to practice today. No, he's not. And, and he looks winded. He looks slower. I mean, he, he's been unlucky as hell with, with injuries his entire career. But I think M- McKenzie is, is probably going to be one of our sleepers, but. By the time we're going to write those articles, it might be like too obvious. <laughs> no, that's a perfect sleeper. I mean, the obvious one this year, everyone's going to write is Cortland Sutton, and he's not even a sleeper. No, but that's, that's a, like everyone's favorite. Bounce back. It's a bounce. Yeah, back. it's it's a bounce. It's got to be a bounce back. I mean, I think I've picked him every single year till now. So why why stop? But, yeah. I mean, sorry, I, I was on the train three years ahead of everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all were. I mean, we were all been oh, Sutton huge, fans. huge Sutton fans. Uh, Ramondre St- Stevenson playing third down role while James White still James White still hurt. Like I said, James White may not. I I, I don't think he's going to play week one. May not uh, even, honestly. This may not play again. Play again. Yeah. And, and, and it's uh, also huge because Pierre Strong is has missed um, practices too because he's been hurt. So the Pierre Strong train, we're like, oh, you know, this is the James White guy. He's missing time. Stevenson's going right into that role massive for Stevenson, especially his ADP already rising. Now it's just going to be 
a, mm-hmm. a, a guy that we wanted to have as a sleeper. Now it's a way too obvious guy. That's okay. Here's another yeah. one. Yeah, this one's this one's starting to get to the the yeah. hype of breakout, not sleeper. Um, but yeah, he's also been running with the first team too. So that's it's yeah, he's he's gonna have a good season. Um, mm-hmm. we already hit on Michael Gallup, unlikely to play week one. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones becoming Deshaun Watson's favorite target. This also comes off the back of Amari Cooper, uh, I think left practice today for some undisclosed reason, but nothing major from my understanding. So um that's a big I think that's a big development because Peoples Jones has always been under the radar. And if Cooper's going to miss any time for even a couple of weeks, that's more chemistry between him and Watson. Yeah. And I mean, if, if Peoples Jones is the wide receiver two there, when Watson plays, you still have probably a top 30 wide receiver. Absolutely. Kenny Pickett struggling early in camp. That's not a surprise to me. Nope. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Lamar Jackson bulked up. That is an interesting, that's interesting, except. I think that's what they wanted him to do. I think this was a team directive, not just a Lamar Jackson directive. Well, because it's like, hey, you you want you want a new contract? Listen to what we're telling you to do, do it, and then we'll talk. <laughs> well, I think they want him to run again more. I yeah. think they want MVP season and not. I mean, again, but they got to sign him. Left, you know? <laughs> yeah, they do need to sign him. They need, well, especially with the Kyler deal, he's going to get a lot of money. Uh, I did. I did not see this. Corey Davis lost 10 to 15 pounds. Now he's 205. Yep. They said he's he's added more speed, um, which is very important, I think, for what his role was and what his role should be moving forward now with the added competition with uh, Garrett Wilson. So I would see him maybe use a little bit more in the slot than, than we would have first expected. Um, I think Corey Davis is doing all the right things right now. Yep. Um, he has to. Because if not, he's going to get phased out of the league pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see it happen a lot. Uh, J- Jalen Rager working with the second team. Yeah, I don't think this is much of a shocker, but it's no. worth noting because I think the Rager project is just as bad as the Nikhil Harry project now. God, what is it? First rounder? He was first rounder, taking one spot before Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> There's one pod I, I want to do with just wide receivers the last three or, or four draft class and do a what if. <laughs> like, yeah. what? That'd be a lot of fun. Wow, that's amazing. Um, James Cook getting pass and work with the Bills. Again, not a surprise. That's why he was drafted there. Just good I, to I, note that way we know it's not just all Devin Singletary because the first reports we got from the first week were Singletary, Devin Singletary has everything. First team rep, yeah, all that stuff. Yep. Uh, CH taking first reps on every series in training camp, uh, followed by McKinnon. But there's, all, there's also Isaiah Piccio and Ron Jones mixing in too. But it's a good sign for CH, especially just coming off the pup. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying Ronald Jones is going to take over. Uh, because they did give him a decent contract. So I think there's really no competition because I'm not a big Ronald Jones truther, but you'll never get rid of him. Ronald Jones truthers are just always going to say that he's going to take it. Um, but these news of the actual beat reporter saying that CEH is taking every first team rep is facts, not yeah. well, opinions. McKinnon's the next person up. Yeah, that's because, I mean, he's he's been there like, you're going to use them, but Nico 
Collins is flashing in camp, which is great. The second year wide receiver. Yeah, you um, saw a little bit of it last year, so glad to see it continuing. Yep. yep. Matt Stafford, this is concerning. This is a little troubling. Arm sure. slash elbow in pain and is on the snap count. And they are concerned. As of right now, so far, I don't know if it's the coach or any coaching staff or if it's a beat reporter, but they're hearing it from somewhere and the team's concerned. Yeah, that is going to be an issue. Not for him specifically, because I think, and I'm talking fantasy-wise here, Stafford is always going to come with some sort of edge on 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 drafting him. Like, you know, he's never going to be, he's not going to be a top five quarterback. So there's there's a little bit of um, um, being realistic when you're drafting him. Cooper Cup, though, is being drafted as a top five player in fantasy. And if his quarterback has an elbow issue, we're going to have issues. That might be a big storyline going into the year. Yeah, and I would say yeah, it's still early. It's not. It's August 2nd. <laughs> August 2nd, exactly. We're getting... The Hall of Fame games in two days. Two, two days, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're right there. You you gotta have a clean bill of health. Scary. I mean, I mean, this is something. If you're a Stafford owner or truth or just a fan of the Rams, pay attention to because it might slip under the carpet. But it's 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 a huge deal. If it continues to be this way in like two weeks, then that's a big issue. Yeah. And it could be just first camp, um, you know, just knocking off some rust. But I thought I had heard prior to camp even starting that he had some sort of arm issue. It was a, yeah, it was a cleanup thing, right? Didn't okay, he surgery? That, I, yeah. I, see, that's I had heard either he did have surgery or just avoided it. Either way, there was something something there. And if and if there's that it's it's like when Chris Sale started the season and they were like, oh, well, let's see if we can avoid Tommy John tried and then they couldn't avoid nope. it. Yeah. So if that's the situation, we have a huge issue. So we'll we'll get some more information on that. Yep. If he actually did have the surgery, I would rather have had it. I think he did, but it's kind of like too not too late, but way after the, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to, yeah. But anyways, uh, in better news, Juju Smith-Schuster impressing camp. This comes the same day as, as Sky Moore leaving camp, which is, I mean, it's a win-win for Juju. Sounds like he's lining up all over the field. So if he's what is yeah. one on the team, he'd have a fantastic year. And that's those are the only two people we've heard of in camp. We haven't heard of MVS or Mikkel Hart. Well, we heard of MVS like weeks ago, not like a fit like minicamp yeah yeah but other than that it's been kind of quiet but great for juju uh will fuller getting interest teams unknown makes a lot of sense coming down to the wire teams are going to lose some guys cut cut some guys off the roster and fuller's going to take those spots but i don't know what team is going to go to um, Actually, I'm just thinking of it now. It would be a perfect sense fit is the the Cowboys after the uh, James Washington injury. So, yeah, um, him or or if if the Broncos wanted to replace Tim Patrick, uh, or if the Browns wanted to add him, like Corey's been trying to will into existence all offseason. <laughs> so, uh, but either way, that means it's good. That's another wide receiver that has shown upside in the past to play again. 
Curtis Samuel running on the sideline. Well, they're here. Let's tell them the reason. because <laughs> he's got poor conditioning. And that's that's a big deal because Jahan Dotson's doing well in camp. And Jahan Dotson was a second round pick. I think he might have been a first. First. No, he was a first. You're right. So freaking stupid. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh they wanted the Curtis Samuel um kind of be like a Debo from last year. But yep. last season Curtis Samuel barely played when he played he got hurt again. And the fact that he's concerned with conditioning, it's like you're recovering from an injury. You sh- you got to be recovering and working on your entire offseason. And you come in yeah. a camp like this, that's concerning as hell. Yep. And he's still young enough to say that it's immaturity. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. think he's still only 25. So, not good sign for him. Nope. Let's get into the uh, actual reason we started this podcast, other than the plethora of news. I know. It was a lot of news. <laughs> so, so, this be a little longer podcast but screw it um all right the nfc south we'll get into and this time i'm going to start from the worst to the best so i'll start with the panthers um i think they're the yeah yeah definitely actually did better than the falcons last year i mean worse than them so five and twelve record last year um with that record they still bring Matt rule back new oc ben mcadoo Craig, you want to talk about him for a bit? You're the big OC guy. Yeah, I um, feel a little caught off guard because I didn't get a chance to give you more information on him. Uh, It's not that. It's just I have uh, some... I had been starting on the head coaches. Uh, Let's see. Ben McAdoo, who spent some time with the New York Giants, um, which is never a good sign. Uh, (laughs) And then, uh, let's see. He also coached... He was a head coach. Uh, for the Giants, and then he was an offensive coordinator for the Giants prior when Tom Coughlin was the uh, head coach. So he's under the Tom Coughlin um, coaching tree, which actually is pretty good because he was he was a pretty good coach during the time that they had won their their two Super Bowls. Uh, let's see, he had also spent some time with the Cowboys as a consultant, uh, Jags as a quarterback coach, which wasn't that great, and now he's with the Panthers. So. He uh, he should have a little bit of an old school edge to him because I think that the Tom Coughlin style was a little more in your face. And I think that, that should translate a little bit more to what his offensive coordinator style is. He's also spent some time as tight ends coach. Um, so, I mean, those are the highlights. Okay. Um, I mean, the biggest thing we'll start with is for quarterbacks, there's Sam Darnold that's still there. Cam Newton's gone after his small little stint back with the team. But they trade for Baker Mayfield uh, from from the Browns, and now there's an open quarterback competition between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. If I had a guess, I would think Baker Mayfield starts just because they traded for him. I mean, I've seen Sam Darnold play. I'm not a huge Baker guy. I'm a way less Sam Darnold guy, but... Baker with a bum shoulder last year played a hell of a lot better than Sam Darnold did with yeah, a normal I, shoulder. I mean, Sam Darnold, 12 games, 60% completion, 25 
100 yards, nine touchdowns, 13 picks. And and the, the craziest part about this is if you took away his first four games, these numbers would look even worse because the first four games, he, oh, actually he was a like quarterback six on this. Well, he, he, he had a huge rushing line. He, he had five r- Russian touchdowns, which, I mean, helps a lot for a quarterback, but he finished quarterback 28. Baker was quarterback 25 last year, 17 TDs for Baker, 3,000 yards. 13 picks. And again, like that comes with a, with a robotic arm as well. So I, I, I would think day one Baker plays, especially they play the Browns week one. It's just on paper. That's what you want. That's what you're going to do. That's going to sell the tickets. It's going to sell people watching your game. So, I mean, what do you think, Craig? Do you think it's Baker? I think it should be Baker. Um, I don't, I don't know if if they trust. I mean, they brought in Baker for a reason, so I think you have to do it. Um, and you're right. So I was just counting it out. Five, five of his nine touchdowns came in the first four weeks. All five of those rushing touchdowns came in the first four weeks. He was absolutely horrible. You can't have him play. And before they you brought in Cam Newton too last year yeah they brought in cam newton they had pj walker play five games it it was it was it was actually a lot of what you're going to factor into what we saw with the wide receivers last year you have to throw at the window um because also christian mccaffrey was hurt i mean when you talk about throwing away a a season this is this is definitely the team to do it with um and i do i i have to point this out because i think it's important ben mcadoo i forgot to mention also was the quarterback coach for aaron Rodgers when he first came into the league so that's it um and i want to say for uh, okay. when he first came in but for a while he was the his quarterback coach so i uh, need to move on from that i think that baker could learn a thing a few things or two maybe that's why they specifically brought in ben mcadoo uh, was to help these these quarterbacks yeah and again like like, like so craig you said you know toss Everything out, which I do agree. Um, but vacated targets 75, vacated rushing attempts 113. Doesn't really mean much because again, like McCaffrey was hurt. So you have guys like Royce Freeman and Amir Abdul that took that role. They're gone. Um yeah, and that, Chuba's, the wide receivers that are gone, not Chuba's much. Chuba's not gonna get 172 rushing attempts, though. You know, right. So, yeah, so those those attempts that. have to get you know pushed back towards McCaffrey. And I mean, I think they brought in Dante Foreman, right? Dante, that, yep. So yeah, so Foreman will fight with, with Chuba on the backup role. I mean, Foreman looked fantastic last year with Tennessee backing up Derrick Henry. Good lord, did he look good? He looked very good and great to see after a torn kill his injury that, that he, he got paid i think it was the best backup uh contract that was given out in the league other than ronald jones makes sense but so. again so christian mccaffrey's back knock on wood we haven't seen him play a full season in two years but he's probably gonna be drafted as he i think i've seen r- r- rankings he's one over jt he's two he's three i, I don't even think we'll have him as three, I might put even put him at four, but it, it's hard because you know what he's going to do when he plays, and that's probably twenty five points as a floor a game. Like he he's that good. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna continue to say when I've ever talked about any pick in the first round is 
And, and anything about drafts, you can't, you know, you're not going to win your league at the draft, but you can lose your league at the draft. And and the risk that you're getting with Christian McCaffrey, and if you draft that guy as your first overall pick, you could lose your league with that draft pick. If you go with a more well-known, you know, stable, even for instance, a guy who should be going five, six, seven picks after Nick Chubb is going to be better in my mind than Christian McCaffrey. And I think it's just, it's just that way of thinking for me, for me personally, and I'm not going to give the advice to put him as a top three. I think I have him as three because of what he's done. But I, I, as, as time goes into the season, I'm going to adjust or, or tell people in drafts to draft more smart, even though it might just, you know, it makes sense. Like I, you know, we don't have, I don't have to keep repeating it. Uh, what everyone's already said, he's he's gonna ball out, but I can't and I will stay away from Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, like you even said it if you hadn't ranked as like three, like you let JT go, you let Henry or Eckler go at one and two, at three or four, if he's there, just pick Justin Jefferson, right? Or if or you really Cuff feel confident in Cook, to, you know, Dalvin Cook, if you feel right, that confident yeah. in, you but, know. But there are safer picks. McCaffrey plays 17 games, league winner regardless. But that's a huge but because he hasn't done that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, uh, I let other people draft those players. Um, so wide receivers, uh, they have Robbie Anderson returning. They have Terrace Marshall returning. They have DJ Moore returning. They've only added Richard Higgins and Andre Roberts, who, whatever. Um, Sailor Higgins, I mean, he's really whatever. The, the one interesting thing with Higgins is that he was with Baker Mayfield last year. Um, and he really does like, uh, Baker really likes Higgins. But that's um, true. I, I still. Yeah. I, and I don't think he's going to, you know, actually make much of a difference but anyway these wide receivers are all back and dj moore had 163 targets i think that number comes down a little bit i don't know how about how you feel about hey, that i think it comes down but the receptions may be the same or go up like yeah 93 receptions 163 targets Ugh, 57 it, it's completion. it's just not ideal even rob anderson's 40 Eight percent completion. I know Robbie dropped the ball a lot last year, especially in one game of the gate, five drops alone. But he never had a chance. His role was to run deep. Yeah, and and you put that with Sam Darnold or Cam Newton th- throwing the ball. Like I don't know. I mean, we we saw Robbie two years ago as a wide receiver too, and we know he he can do it again. And you put that with D- D- DJ Moore. He was wide receiver nineteen last year. Moore was. And he's always been that late widest for two. And this might be the year he finally breaks that because he's the most consistent player of all time. He yeah, he's consistently getting four touchdowns every year. Same reception <laughs> yards, same touchdowns. It's just like if you want to widest for 19 every year and you're fine with it, it's D- DJ Moore. That's his floor. If he, oh, if, yeah. If it's Baker coming in and does a little bit of drop in Sam Darnold, which I would hope he would, you could finally put onto the high end wide receiver two, I think. Yeah, I think that's what everyone's hoping for. We have the touchdown numbers that need to come up uh, because everything else is there. And it's it's they're always going to be stalling out on the opponent's side of the field because their offense has never been that 
you know, without Chris McCaffrey in it, it's never been that prolific. So it's one dimensional and it's, it's difficult to get past that. And Matt rule is also on the chopping block. Uh, so it's not, I don't have a lot of confidence in, in overall the team. Um, but for certain fantasy players, if once Christian, McC- if Christian McCaffrey is healthy, play all your Panthers really. And, and Robbie Anderson too, at times in the flex, just because yeah. it's, yep. it's what we have. It's what we have to work with. And if you want to take a shot in Terrace Marshall on a second year, go for it. If Robbie Anderson continues to drop passes and not get the trust, Marshall could be a sneaky pick, but biggest one here is DJ Moore draft him. Robbie draft very late. And for tight ends, Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble. Do we want to draft a Panthers tight end? I don't think so, because I think they've statistically always used them as blockers because you're talking about 18 receptions as their highest um, yeah, we haven't receiving seen total. Tight end do much since uh, Greg, Greg Olson with uh, Cam Newton. Exactly. It's so. been a long time. Yep, so that's the Panthers there. We can move on to the Falcons, 7-10 and 10 last season. A little bit of a change of roster here. It's actually it's massive. So Matt Ryan is finally gone. Um, not finally, like, oh, thank God, but that era is finally over. He's now playing with the Colts, and they bring in Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, the rookie. Um, so at this point, they're going to probably fight for see who starts week one. I think it's going to be Mariota. Craig, I don't know if you... Th- I haven't seen any hype really on anyone here. Uh, it's just who's battling in camp, and I think the smart move is just to play Mariota. I like Ritter, but... Um, and I, I don't like Mariota, but I think it's just the smart move. You know, you, you, you start off with the vet and then see what happens after, because if you want to run that style, which Ritter can also run like with his feet, I think Mariota can prove the offense, prove the offensive coordinator. Correct. If it starts to work, if it doesn't, they have to rethink everything. So just start with the guy that already knows and has been in the league. I agree. Um, and big people that they lost, uh, Russell Gage signs a big deal with the Bucks that we'll get to later on. Um, Hayden Hurst is now gone. Mike Davis, who filled in okay last season. He was supposed to be better, but he's gone. And I, I, I got to put Kevin Ridley because he got suspended for the entire season. So that's a... Oh, yeah. A massive player that's gone. So that's 285 vacated targets and 206 vacated rushing attempts. It's a lot of opportunities. So with the targets, I'll start with the receivers that are still there. Now should start with the receivers that are now there because the receivers are still there. It's just Zacchaeus. That's pretty much it. (laughs) And Frank Darby. So let's go down to the the, let's go down to London. Sexy name. Drake Drake London. (laughs) Very high pick. This rookie class um, compares very well to Mike Evans, that that big possession receiver uses his body to get catches. So I think as a rookie receiver, he's might be the, the widest for one in the rookie class in redraft, just because you know, he's going to, he's going to have that starting role week one, regardless of it's mirror to throw in the ball. Yeah. I think as far as opportunity goes, it's between him and, 
depending on Burks' Burks. conditioning if yep. Burks starts. But yes. Yeah, so so he's up there. We talked about Brian Edwards before he got traded there. If he's healthy, he is a fantastic opportunity to carve out a, a role there. Other than that, it's John Allison. We haven't seen do anything in years. Damari Bird, fast little dude. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Like he's at special teams at this point in his career. Right. So Brian Edwards really has a good shot to to do something there if he's healthy. Please, the MRI come back clean. And then Auden Tate is just a red zone guy, really. He's another six yep. foot five guy. They yep. have we talked about and joked before that they were the creating F- an NBA, NBA roster. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's why we did hint on and talk a few minutes on Brian Edwards because it is a big deal um for this team and for him personally. Yep. But yeah, Drake London is 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 the highlight. I think we look at what he did in college with 88 receptions, a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. And I wouldn't even be surprised if that was his exact same line in the NFL. No, I mean, and everyone kind of shits on Mariota. Like, you know, he, he sucks. Yeah, sure. He does, but you're a bad NFL team. You're going to be throwing the ball. And especially if you put yep. Ritter in there, you're not expecting him to win. Like you're almost a tanking team now. London can easily, not easily, but if he replicates 88, 1007, that would not surprise me in, in the least. Nope. And then uh, let's go to the running back. So Cordell Patterson is back. Quadri Ellison's back. This is his fourth year. Fourth year. Fourth year. Hey, hey, had him, hey. Had him on every he's year of my still, dynasty. He's still on the roster. That's still on the dynasty. Means something. And then they draft uh, Tyler Algier. Yes. The rookie, which has always been like a sleeper picks, late round dart throw in everyone's mind because Quirrell Patterson is a starter there, sure, but he's more of a catching wide receiver kind of guy. Like he had 618 rushing yards last year, which is good for, for Patterson, but he's more, you know, a versatile guy, especially when they lose Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and all those targets there. Patterson could line up on the outside a lot. So, or the slot. So uh, Algier or Allison for 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 Craig's sake. So, I hope it's Allison. But yeah, well for sure. But uh, I think so. Algier fits uh, um, Smith, the the head coach uh, Arthur Smith's uh, running back criteria when you look at Derrick Henry because he's a bigger back. Um, and Allison was someone that he took in like it was he never drafted allison so i think algier gets the nod i mean davis is gone so we don't have to worry about him and realistically the only other person is caleb huntley and he didn't even do anything last year so that's why he's not on this list because he had zero he had zero opportunities although i have heard a little bit in camp yeah with his name so so that's that's what we're looking at in the running game and and algier was someone that when you talk about the Debbie community, they, uh, they hyped him up for a while uh, in dynasty. He was going in the second round. I mean, there's an opportunity that he can carve something out. Um, he's a pounder. So it, it, again, it just fits Smith's mold a little bit better than Allison. So that's where I would lean. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Allison, you know, gets some work too, like, you know, 50, 60 more rushing attempts this year, but um, 
Oh, I think I think Algier is going to be the leading running back outside of Patterson. But like you said, I think Patterson could play more of a wide receiver role this year. Yeah, I mean it's going to be Olson, Huntley, or Algier. But Algier seems like the favorite as of right now. I mean, every rookie does at this point. Like, regardless if they're a third round pick or a seventh round pick, if they're in a team with with a vacated rushing attempts of two oh oh six. You're always going to look at the rookie. So right. just, just keep your mind on that. Um, pay close attention. For tight ends, there's not much to talk about just besides that, you know, generational talent, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, no, we can move past him. He sucks. <laughs> um, I, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm joking. His last season, minus a touchdown total of only one, um, over a thousand yards, which is that the first a thousand yard rookie tight end? Yeah, I couldn't go back it, and tell you if there it, was another one. So if I had a bet, I think that would that's easily it. Yeah. Um I I'm gonna rank him as a top four tight end this season by far. Yes. Just with the I mean, we hype up Brian Edwards because there's opportunity there. Kyle Pace is pretty much a wide receiver, so he's wide receiver one and tight end one of the team. Absolutely. There's that there's and and he, I don't think that he outpaces Drake London, but I think I think they'll be similar. And you know, we're talking about sixty-eight receptions and a thousand yards versus London's eighty-eight receptions and a thousand yards from mm-hmm. what he did in college. You know, Pitts is doing more with what he's getting. His fifteen yards per reception is a massive number. End. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a massive, massive number. Yeah. So that is going to be so interesting when it comes to contract talks with him. Like he's going to want wide receiver money. Same thing with Jimmy Graham when he was up. Yeah, but I think Kyle Pitts Years might ago. deserve it more. Oh yeah. All right, so that's the Falcons there. Did I miss anything? Or, or no, we good? Okay. Um, I'll go all the way up to the Saints, and then we'll finish with the Bucks. But the Saints last year, twelve and four record, a massive quarterback carousel there. Jameis Winston started off very, very hot. Then kind of died down a bit, then got hurt. And then Taysom Hill, the quarterback tight end, phenomenon, played some games, had decent games, had very bad games. And Book played a little bit. But Winston's back. They re-signed him. Taysom Hill's back. And at this point, they're making Taysom Hill a tight end, I believe, is the talking camp. Yeah, they uh, they did remove his quarterback status in Yahoo platforms. And sleeper too. Um, or, or was it the other way around? No, they removed their tight end. I'm sorry, they removed his tight end status. Is that oh, correct? No. no, no, opposite. Now he's just a tight end. Now he's just a tight end. Okay. Because I because okay. I think they're because they have book and they have um Andy Dalton. They signed Dalton, yeah. Um yeah, what a freaking weird player he's become. Everyone everyone wants him, but he's never good to play him. Yep. Weird, weird contract he has but vacated targets 80 vacated rushing attempts 30 so not too much there especially with Michael Thomas was out all last season so add him as a new player in this offense this season with a new coach to Dennis Allen and it's the same OC right Pete Carmichael oh yeah Pete Carmichael never going away, dude. He's been there for I think I, I think it's seventeen total years. 
um, but 13 years as, as, the, as OC. the OC. Yeah, and Dennis him. Allen was their defensive coordinator last year, so nothing's really going to change. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever right. Carmichael comes up with, they're going to do, and Dennis Allen's not touching the offense. Okay. All right. Well, well, I mean, we'll talk about um, we'll get to the re- receivers later, but Alvin K- Kamara, which we talked about before, mm-hmm. could be suspended for six games, depending on when it's going to be. It's going to be very confusing if it's if it's pushed out two months. Like we said, it's going to be in the m- middle of the season or the playoffs. Is this a guy you're just whenever he's up, you're just going to pass on? He's he's different because it's known, you know, like when I talked about Christian McCaffrey and his, um, you know, his situation, he could be out for the season at any moment. And I don't know how to game plan around it. But if right. I know and I guess, yes, the situation is with Kamara that it could happen towards the playoffs. Well, if it is, I get the first six, eight weeks with him. And then if I see it coming or realistically right before October hits when the trial is supposed to start, I'm just going to trade him anyway. People may say I'm trading low, but I'm going to get something good for return because it's Alvin Kamara and people are always just going to hope that nothing bad's going to happen. So no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away from Kamara. Will I treat him as a first round pick like he should be? No, I think he, I think he's a back end. I think he'll first, fall second. regardless. Right. That's and, how we draft. But the other thing, too, is you can game plan and take Mark Ingram. You know, you you have knowledge of what, what's going on. Um, that's the key to everything, not all this unknown injury stuff with CMC. So, yeah, to answer your question in the longest way possible. Long story short, or short story long. Um, Mark Ingram, like I said, is back, and he's been taking some first-team reps. Great sign. He's been, he's been there before they trust him. So, yeah, if I take Kamara, I'm taking Mark Ingram. And I know they didn't draft a rookie. They signed an undrafted rookie. Undrafted. And what's his name? I, I didn't add him here. Abram Smith. Abram Smith. Um, big Debbie guy. Uh, so he actually was the highest paid outside of quarterback. Highest paid oh, undrafted. undrafted rookie. Um, not a lot of people get guaranteed money he was guaranteed a quarter million dollars now was so, he supposed to be drafted um i mean running backs there there's like usually 10 or so that get drafted realistically uh 10 to 15 whatever so there's a mm. ton of running backs in you really think of the running back position in college and it's the best athlete on the field on every offense yeah. you know and there's just so many of them this is why people stopped drafting them in the first round and got a lot of undrafted guys. So, I mean, he could have been 50 touches away from being a second round pick, right. but that's how the NFL is. So to an- there's really no answer. Should he have been drafted or not? But if you're an athlete and you have an opportunity, which he may have because I think Tony Jones is is in the doghouse. I don't really know who this Prentice guy is. Ozigbo's had issues pretty previously. Ozig wasn't on the team anymore. Yeah, like there's, <laughs> and I know that they've been trying to bring someone in. I think that they may have actually just recently brought someone in. I thought, um, as uh, was, far as the running back, was it David Johnson for a workout? But I didn't. They brought him in for a workout. Yep, that was one out. of them. Um, so there's definitely room in that area because if Kamara goes down, you're talking Ingram as a starter, and who the hell's the backup? 
Yeah. And which they need to find out soon because they know this has been just going to come at some point. So Kamara going to be a late first, early second round pick, but, but be cautious. Take Mark Ingram later on. You might, you might have to pay a higher price for Ingram than he should be, but you, you kind of have to do it. Wide receivers. Uh, I think you just, it, it's a completely new offense. They, they bring back Marcus Callaway, Deontay Harris, uh, Traquan Smith, but it's Michael Thomas. It's Chris Olave, the hot rookie and Jarvis Landry. So yeah. it's completely new offense from last season. It's it's almost impressive what they've done with the little money that they've had, you know. Oh, yeah, and, and it, all of it relied upon bringing back a guy that just didn't play last year, you know. And he's getting twenty million dollars. Like this was the first twenty million dollar wide receiver, you yep. know. And it's it's if they wanna what is it slant god is that what everyone calls Michael Thomas or something like that slant boy slant boy well, you know well it's just a. Uh, Gardner Johnson is causing that. It's funny. Sounds That's your fault. Him. Yeah, um, well, exactly. Gardner justifies <laughs> the same team all, all the time. Yeah. Um, it's it's just going to be very interesting. And I think it's it's all going to bode well for Jameis Winston. You know, I think he's the biggest beneficiary. I don't know how I feel about Olave or Landry or, or MT for that matter. Callaway, Smith, Harris, you know, all of them are unknown. Uh, like you said, it's new, but the only person that you can really pinpoint is going to benefit is Winston. Yep. I mean, you're drafting MT, you're drafting Landry, you're drafting Lavi. It depends when and where. Exactly. You're, you're, all the other ones don't worry about, don't draft. I mean, there's, there's still a, in the back of our minds is, is MT going to play again? Because mm-hmm. he's a head case too. Like we just don't know if he's come week one. I, I'm just done. Like he's a, Pizza drama queen. Mm-hmm. So, if that's the case, that's Olave moves the hell up. Landry moves the hell up. Like, oh, that it's a massive, massive jump yeah. for the both and of them. Landry they then and become like great. they both have looked great in camp. I guess. Yeah. MT really hasn't been a camp. He just got off the pup a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So there's really been nothing about him yet. So the, the this is a receiver core that you had to pay attention to until the second before your draft in August, because it could change in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I think the obvious highest upside is Olave. It's just dependent on what they really plan to do with him because they've always liked to just to have one wide receiver do one thing. And he's a kind of guy that I think can do it all. And it just depends on what they really want to do with him. Because uh, personally, I'm a little, hesitant because Landry again is a one-dimensional wide receiver where we know what he's going to do Michael Thomas while he can do multiple things they have only used him in one way before and again it's the same offensive coordinator as it was three years ago when Michael Thomas was slant boy so Olave in my mind might get that deep route role where we look at Deontay Harris last year and he had 60 60 targets 36 receptions that's really low numbers for a guy that's only going to run deep. Uh, Callaway is, is someone that they tried to do it with a little bit and it just didn't work out. Um, and we're not really, we're, the production that we're going to see out of Olave is up in the air. I think it should have been higher if they didn't bring in Landry, but they did bring in Landry. Yep. 
And before the Bucks, uh, strength of schedule for the receivers is five. That's very good. So again, like this is a very impressive group. Ten for the tight end, eighteen for the RBs, and for quarterbacks, it's strength of schedule eleven. So that's one being the easiest. So pretty good for the team. For tight ends, before we get to the Bucks, there's Adam Troutman there. Uh, Taysom Hill is now a tight end. Juwan Johnson has some games last year. Are, are you touching these tight ends in redraft? No, because they also just brought in Chris Herndon today, too. I didn't um, add that because it was like right before the pod. It was right, yeah, it was right <laughs> yeah. before it happened. And, and not and that I think that he's going to be much of a factor, but you talk about their they brought him in for guy. a reason. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. talk about you know twenty-seven receptions was the highest uh, amount Troutman. for Troutman. So with all those wide receivers, I don't think I'm touching that. Yeah, do do not touch. Don't take flyers on. Just don't do it. And to the Super Bowl champs from two years ago, the Buccaneers, 13-4 last season. Uh, their offensive rank last year was second. Their passing rank was first. Their rushing rank was 26, which is kind of surprising with the four not doing so well, but that's a lot of the passing game. Their D rank was fifth overall. Their rushing defensive rank was, was third. A uh, couple of spots down from the last two years when they were first. And their passing rank was 21st, which is a lot better than they were the last two years. Um, new coach, Todd Bowles, because Tom Brady got, um, I got him blank on his name. Hmm? Bruce, Bruce Arians. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> and Byron left, which didn't get a head coaching job. So he's back again as the OC. Yeah. I mean, let's get into it. Tom Brady back again. Um, Miami got fined because Tom Brady's like, yeah, maybe I'll come there. And he's like, no, I'm not going to come there. So Tom Brady made Miami lose a first round pick, but he's back with the Bucks. He retired, came back, wanted one more shot. I mean, I would do the same thing when you lose to the Rams in, in the last play of the game in the, in the NC t- title game. So why not come back, try to win again? He was QB three last season. Maybe I think two points behind Herbert for QB two. Fantastic season once again. The guy just doesn't age. Was gonna be forty five this season. Forty four. He's about one hundred and four. One hundred and four. Okay. Um. So of course he's quarterback there. You don't have to talk too much about him. He'll probably be a back end quarterback one in redraft rankings, and he could finish as a top five. They bring back Fournette. On a three-year, twenty-four million dollar deal, if I'm correct. Oh my god! Just okay. So I needed to do this. Um, is this three is this years, seven news? million a year? Uh, no, this is not breaking news. This is this is me doing the Leonard Fournette daily weigh-in. Um, try to find out what he's at today. I was waiting to see this. I don't know. They said that he's around 245, right? I just wanted to play a video or look at a picture, something that was tangible other than a report of what him saying he's 245 or a reporter saying he's 260. The video is literally Pillsbury Doughboy-esque. Like, he's not well, what he says he is. Loss, he is fat. Yeah. Our last pod was, um, or two ago, was 160. And then he's... Sorry, sorry, 260. Then he was down to 245 in like four or five days. I'm like, well, that's it's e- not either this, you're very sick or you're lying. 
that's why I say it's the way in of the day because we don't actually know and we're getting a lot of different numbers. That's why I wanted to see something tangible. He is round, no definition. He is, he's got to be 260 right now. He's got to be like, I don't buy the 245. I mean, and I get people coming to camp fat and the reports might be false of how big he is. But when the coaches come out and say they're disappointed, with the weight he came into camp, that's a huge sign. Like you could be five pounds over and the coach will not say shit. Cause you're, lo- you're losing that five pounds in two weeks, but Fornak comes in. Like he looks like a sandwich. So I sent you the video in, in Slack. So you can go ahead and look, it takes about 30 seconds for them to actually show him, but you'll see exactly what I'm seeing. And it's, it's just, just, just watch it while, while I, while I, while I talk. So, that yeah, so, so can you go on with, um, I mean, we're talking about Fournier, you can talk about him more, but the other RBs. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all do. Yeah. Richard white is the uh, guy that they had brought in from the draft. And I personally really like the pick. Um, I think he's an all around versatile running back that they can uh, utilize in the passing game, which is something that he did well in college with 43 receptions, 456 yards. Um, that's not, you know, a, a low number by any means in college. And then you look at Keyshawn Vaughn, who should be backing up um, with Gio Bar- Giovanni Bernard, probably, you know, phasing out a little bit. Um, they lost Ronald Jones. So that's that's the biggest thing here is that they are going to need to have some sort of backup in place. And Keyshawn Vaughn and Richard White really should be the ones that are going to be duking it out. And Vaughn had a decent year last year with uh, about five yards a carry, but he only did it on 36 rushing attempts. He just was not trusted in the passing game. And that's the biggest thing that we saw with Fournette last year is that Fournette had the receiving work and was on the field most of the time because of it, because Tom Brady runs a lot of hurry up offense. So that's why I think Richard White might get the nod. Um, did you finally get to see the video? <laughs> yeah, he's a thick bitch. Yeah, dude, it's not in his shirt off to him. Like that's like that's it's... not a, and it, like like we've seen like like Zeke he- heavy quote unquote with his shirt off. He still has a six pack instead of an eight pack. Like he's got a sum of like I have, and it's not yeah. good, <laughs> dude. It's ra- like that's why I said Pillsbury Doughboy because yeah, it's not defined. Like if it was his thighs were bigger or his shoulders were bigger or arms were bigger. You know, you, we've seen players just get bigger. This is all flub. You know, it's just, and he makes like one cut and that's it. I'm like, all right. So they're, they're just doing like stretching right now. Like there's, you can't even see how he runs. And he's like, I need a cigarette. I mean, so <laughs> back to you though. Um, I, I would pencil in Rashad white over Kishon Vaughn, garbage Fournette doesn't lose weight or he gets hurt because he's unconditioned. I would think that Rashad White's the guy to own it. I I know Gio is there still, uh, Bernard, but I think it's White's backfield if Fournette ever goes down. Yeah. Because Keisha Bond's taken years to show us, and he doesn't have Brady's trust and Brady's back. So. Yeah, and, and Richard White too, like I, as I've talked about with the receiving work, um, you know, you would think it's a you know more agile player. Richard White is a hard-nosed kind of running back. I mean, he's not a, a small guy. He's 
he's six foot two fifteen. I mean, you know, a thousand yards and fifteen touchdowns kind of says it by itself there. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and then wide receivers, uh, obviously. Uh, I actually don't even know if we got Julio Jones in there on the news. Well, that was last week. Was it though? <laughs> it, I did check. Okay, it was. Yeah, I mean, well, we we t- Julio Jones signs with the Buccaneers. Russell Gage has signed with the Buccaneers. Russell Gage's thing was uh, three for thirty, so ten a year. Julio's yet, and he got six. You could have continued that because Godwin also signed with the Buccaneers. Yeah, he resigned, and he, he got a a big deal. And uh, course, to answer your question, I think it was six to I think it could be eight with incentives. Okay, makes sense. And of course, M- M- Mike Evans is still there. Evans finished wide receiver eight last year. Godwin wide receiver seventeen in only fourteen games. Pretty impressive. Antonio Brown's gone. That is is massive. That's f- sixty-two vacated targets. Rob Gronkowski retired. That's eighty-nine vacated targets. OJ Howard's gone, only 21, but Ron Jones is gone. Lev Bell for a little stint. He played there, whatever. But if Chris Godwin's not ready for week one, it's huge for Julio. It's huge for Russell Gage. We've seen this team that can produce three wide receivers in fantasy. But is Russell Gage now the fourth receiver with everyone healthy? No, I think that they want to use uh, Julio to spell uh, Godwin's and, and Evans. I don't think that they're going to use him in the slot, which is something that Brady, I mean, when you talk about 11 personnel offenses, that's exactly yep. what this is. And Gage is going to be out there a lot of the time. I mean, we've seen offenses run 11 personnel on 87% of their snaps, uh, i.e. Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to see the same thing here. And I think that Russell Gage fits that role a lot better than Julio Jones does. I think Julio Jones is still going to get his work, but I don't think it's going to take his way as much as Russell Gage, um, you know, should have already. So he could, he can maybe find his way into a little sleeper, you know, category based off of the cog that everyone thinks that it is. Yeah. His value is going to plummet because of, I mean, I watched Julio Jones play last year. Yeah, we all did. I wasn't very impressed. Little. And I, <laughs> very I, little. <laughs> yeah, very little. And, and I get that he was hurt, but I mean, he's a shell of himself. We're just, we, we, I mean, it happens. These high-end receivers who have all this work fall off when they're over 30 years old. It just happens. So I do agree with your point there. The you schedule. also don't think it's a coincidence, too, that all of a sudden Rob Gronkowski announces retirement and two weeks later Julio Jones gets signed? Like, he's a red zone guy. That's what I think they're going to use him for because he could, he's one of the best 50-50 ball guys yeah, in the league. He could be just the tight end there. I mean, outside of the blocking block because it, I don't think yeah. he's got much effort left. But yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, starting the schedule for the wide receivers, uh, one, the easiest. <laughs> uh, one. For quarterback, one, the easiest for Tom Brady. Jesus. For running back, seven. Holy and shit. for the tight end six, it just shows you how bad the how the did NFC how did is. we get here? How did how did they get? I don't know. This easy of a schedule? Are they really that bad? The Saints have a good defense. I didn't think that they were that bad. I mean, the Falcons, the Panthers. Well, the Panthers have a good secondary. I don't know. They got they got a easy yeah. schedule this year. They of course Tom Brady. They gets everything. But um, we haven't talked about the so so receivers. Mike Evans, Godwin. 
Gage than Julio for yes. Facebook. Okay. All right. I wouldn't touch Julio with the 10 foot pole in fantasy. No, and you're gonna see him rise the hell up in boards. So tight ends, there's Kim and Bray, and they signed Kyle Rudolph. Did I add that? I did, yes. Kyle Rudolph, and they drafted Kate Oden. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite story so far this year. Kate Oden. Kate Oden, dude. Everyone's talked about him. Yeah, and then they go sign Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't touch. If you take a flyer on them the last round, one of them. Be Brait. Brait. I don't know. He's been there forever. I know. He's got but... the contract. Yeah. You know, they have to play a tight end. They do. He is the same height as what Tom Brady likes. He only had, you know, he had 57 targets last year on the back of Gronkowski's 89. You know, Brait could be a sneaky little ad. I mean, I do have him dynasty, so I, I kind of hope so. Um, do you have the entire box office? <laughs> I don't have, I don't have Julio, but now Julio is worth uh, like three first in the league because Carves has him. Oh, yeah. Oh. With, with, with the contract. But so tight ends, I would take a flyer on Bray in the last round. Um, I haven't seen Rudolph do much for a couple of years. Oten's a rookie tight end that never pans out ever, so don't draft Oten. Other than that, anything else for the uh, box? No. All right. So that's the NFC South right there. Thanks for tuning in. We had a lot of news t- today, so I'm sorry about that, but we'll have a lot of news n- next week too. That we will. Uh, yeah, we will. Yeah. And the Listern League is going to start filling up, slash, we'll actually put it on f- Facebook and Twitter and IG. Right now, we have a signed Kenneth Walker jersey. We're still looking for some more prizes to give away. But if you like the rookie RB for Seattle, let us know. Join the league. Great prize. Craig, take us out. All right. Thank you uh, for listening all the way to this end. I'm sure it's about about an hour and 40 minutes now, Um, but it was just me and Scott today. So we had to riff around, uh, have a little fun. And uh, we we love talking training camp news. So this is where we're at. Top Shelf Fantasy. Go ahead and find us at our social website um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. The regular website at TopShelfFantasy.com. Podcast 205, August 2nd. Can't wait for day three at camp where more injuries happen and everyone's upset. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay Thank you.